to the Modern MBA podcast with Marie Kerwin and Kristen Rossi. Our mission is to help MBAs coming from, going into, or merely considering more unorthodox career paths. We're a community to find inspiration and share stories. Today is part of a special collaboration with MBAgradschools.com. We're speaking to Sam Dorman, who after six years with the USA Diving National Team and competing in the Olympics, he's now studying an MBA at the University of Miami, his undergrad alma mater. So my name is Sam Dorman, and I am getting my MBA at the University of Miami. I've just completed my first year. Uh, I have taken one summer course, and uh, we'll be starting school back up in one month. So you started your career as a professional diver for the USA Diving National Team. Can you talk us through your career to date? Yes, so I competed for Team USA for a handful of years. Um, I started competing on the international circuit in 2013, and I think that's kind of really where my professional career started as well. and I was, I was a bit of a late bloomer um, starting in 2013. I was already in college competing internationally, um, starting off. So I had a bit of catching up to do. So I tried to speed that up. And, um, you know, I competed in the 2012 Olympic trials, but didn't make the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, worked my way up the ladder, competing with uh, some of the best athletes in the world and, and finally becoming one of those. And, at that point, it, it really took off in 2015 and uh, led into 2016, where I qualified for the Olympics uh, with my synchro partner, Michael Hickson. And that's where, uh, you know, him and I had our first competition together um, at Olympic trials, mm. where we won. And then actually our second competition together was the Olympics. So it was a... <laughs> Very interesting and, and and crazy time uh, competing with him because you know there were a lot of a lot of moving parts. We were going up against uh, two other guys that were bronze medalists in the 2012 Olympics, and we were just mm-hmm. two, two nobodies who had had never medaled, never had any experience. So it was extremely cool to uh, be a part of that and 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 you know be a part of that legacy in that era. It's really cool. And I'm, I'm sure people that listen will be interested to just to hear what was it like you know, competing in the Olympics? Oh, man, intense. It's intense <laughs> you know, if I can put it into perspective, you know, I've trained from eight years and eight years old until I was uh, at that time, 24 years old. And mm. all of that training, once you make the Olympics comes down to 45 minutes of competing mm-hmm. and you're only doing six dives. And if you want to break yeah. that down even further, I'm, I'm doing six dives and each dive takes about, I'd say 30, between 20 and 30 seconds at most. Yeah. So, I mean, your career comes down to the highest pressure possible. You only get six chances. And if you mess one dive up, I mean, you're out of it. So there's yeah. no, no room for error whatsoever. So the, the pressure's insane. The you know the training is is day in and day out. Your the main goal is to for, for me was to stay healthy and maintain my health leading into that because it's extremely difficult. Your health is becomes the number one priority because once you're training twice a day and your body takes such a beating and and being able to maintain that 
training regimen is is extremely difficult and you know the the more time you put into training the more time you have to put into your health and and for me that that was I, i think the more time i put in training i had to put more of like one and a half times into my health mm. which took a lot yeah yeah what made you do an mba it was really um again back to the health that's what forced me into mm-hmm. retirement i herniated some discs in my spine which we had been trying to maintain for years um but ultimately the the amount of training required to to go to the olympics was too much for my body and mm. I had to make a decision on whether to keep training and being in pain all the time or, you know, move on with life and, and, and find something new. And I decided to go with the latter and, and find something new. And with that, it was, you know, I got a job working at a boat company, which was really awesome. Great company mm. called Hunter Boats. Um, mm-hmm. So that put my, really put my engineering degree into use. And then... Okay. At the time, I, I had learned a bit about the business and started getting very interested in how business works. I had an engineering degree while I was an athlete. I worked full time as an athlete, but then on the side was trying to, you know, get sponsorships. and And I got, I had a lot of fun trying to find these sponsors and and, and get endorsements. And then that was one of my interests. The other was, you know, learning how businesses are run because I worked closely with the, the CEO of that business and very interesting so that gave initially gave me the thoughts of getting my MBA Mm. Um, and from there after working at Sea Hunter I decided to study full-time to get my MBA so I studied full-time for my GMAT took my GMAT Mm. actually didn't think I was gonna get into school so I got another job and then Mm. soon afterwards uh, they told me I was getting accepted in school so now we're here yeah 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 so then can you tell us both Marie and I did our MBA at the University of Warwick in the UK. And so even though I'm from the States, I actually probably know more about UK MBAs than the US MBA programs. So can you tell us first why the University of Miami and second, a little bit about the program? Really, why not the University of Miami? That's where my thoughts are. (laughs) I mean, I did my undergraduate at the University of Miami. I am I bleed orange and green through and through. That's the only place I even considered to get my MBA. It's the only place I wanted to go to school. They have a phenomenal program, extremely, I think the thing that really drew me to it was their flexibility. First year of the program, you get to, all your classes are set in stone. And for me, going into my MBA, I was looking at a career change and, and really needed to find myself and find what I was interested in, but also what I was not interested in. I think that was extremely important, you know, learning from what I liked and what I didn't like. And once that was established after that first year, I mean, you get your, your whole base of accounting, marketing, um, econ, you know, management, all, all the finance and all, all the general studies of it. And then the second year, I can go and choose every class that I'm interested in. So okay. it allowed me to figure out what I liked, what I didn't like, and then I can go figure out what I'm interested in. Now I've, I've, I've scheduled all the classes that I'm interested in taking, and I'll be uh, running with those. And, and to, on top of that, our program allows us to take classes in other schools besides the business school. Hmm. Oh, okay. So, so in the I'm university. Class, of yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm taking actually uh, some classes in the law school 
Um, oh, cool. My, my plan is to represent athletes moving forward, um, which I am doing now. So I've been allowed to take classes in law school, um, some being representation of a professional athlete, um, contracting for sports venues and stadiums. Um, I've taken a class with, uh, it's called The Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. He's a, a really well-known agent. Um, mm. So yeah, they, they, they've got a really, really flexible program with, I mean, phenomenal advisors, uh, as well as a phenomenal staff, which I've loved. What has been the experience of being, of taking, doing your MBA whilst having coronavirus around? I know you're in Florida, so I feel like the lockdown probably was, was less intense there, but how has coronavirus expect, uh, impacted your experience? Um, not too bad, to be honest. I've, I've, I've learned, you know, you, you do have to manage and learn on the fly, um, mm -hmm. which we did. There's been a lot of changes. Classes have been pushed to online uh, for the summer, but next month we are planning to start classes in person. Um, that's oh, still a tentative plan. So really it only, my last term of last year was online, which wasn't bad at all. I think the main thing was I missed hanging out with my friends. I, I missed working with those people I worked with consistently. That was, that was really the main thing, but we had our Zoom calls and, and still made, made the time for it, so. Yeah. Mm. I think the world over, everyone just misses that, that social interaction, but you do make do, and as you said, set up Zoom calls or figure other ways around it. Yeah, exactly. You know, we, you have to manage and roll with the punches. So what kind of skills that you gained from your time um, in, in diving do you think have kind of crossed over and really helped you um, with your MBA? You know, I had a good conversation about this yesterday. Um, and I think one of the main things is, you know, you have to bring your A game at all times. And it's not an easy thing to do. And diving, you got to bring, when you're competing, you got to bring your A game at all times. And when you're training, you have to bring your A game at all times because it, it translates. You know, your training directly translates to your competition. So in, in theory, we always try to treat our training like competition, which is never easy. But bringing your A game at all times really will, even if your team's struggling, you know, it, it's important to always carry that Sounds weird or cliche, but I mean, just doing your best at all times and it, it will carry yourself on its own. Mm -hmm. I can imagine that, like, because you must have to have such a, like, disciplined and resilient mindset. Um, and I imagine that's the kind of thing that after doing it, like you said, you know, since the age of eight, it, it just kind of stays with you. Yeah, it's, it's a very one directional mindset. You know, it's like, I'm doing this. There are no other options. And this is going to happen. And, and I think that's the mindset it really takes to get to that high level because there, there's going to be a lot of speed bumps and they, there are a lot of things that will get in your way no matter what. And being able to be just resilient, like you said, and, and view those things as speed bumps and not stop signs. I was just saying it's a really nice phrase, the, the catchphrase, view them as speed bumps, not stop signs. It's a very nice, nice picture. Yeah, right? It, it, it flows well, I think. <laughs> yeah, it works. So what about, um, what about skills that you feel you've had to improve or um, that you've gained through, through doing the MBA? Initially, the hardest part for me was learning the language. I, I didn't, 
have a good grasp of the language. And so my first, my first term was, I think, difficult because I, I came from an engineering background and a sports standpoint. So I did not have business language whatsoever, which was a struggle, but I think you pick it up real quick. And once you get a grasp of that, it makes life a little bit easier uh, uh, moving forward. So I think the initial part of that was, was difficult. Anything that you did to help you pick, pick up the language faster? Any tip that you, that you used or any strategy you used? Oh yeah, there's a website called, I think it's Investopedia. I mean, that was like my Bible. <laughs> I still use that, like I don't know a word and I'm like, okay, let's just go to Investopedia and, <laughs> and, and learn that word, look it up. And they give, their, their videos they have are phenomenal. I mean, I use those yeah. things all the time. If I don't know something, I'd, Look it up half the time that I have a video and it's perfectly explained down to the T. What else can yeah. you ask mm. for? Yeah, I feel like Investopedia got me through um, our accounting and finance class. Um, I don't <laughs> think I would have survived without it. That's exactly when it, accounting and finance were straight Investopedia, man. They, they really helped you out. <laughs> what are your plans from here so you um you obviously still have another year to go in your course but what are your um what are your plans for afterwards i think moving forward it's representation of professional athletes i feel like i, I have that perspective of how they work what they like you know I, i've been in that world in that space and i'd like to run the business side of that and, and cl work closely with these athletes and help them build their brand and and their product outside of sports and help them <laughs> Know, create a base for themselves so when they have to retire they'll have something to fall back on and or build yeah. off of. yeah that, that's really the the end goal for me is just help other athletes and and be on their side because i i always will be and always always have been mm. it's great that you have such a such a kind of clear vision for what you want to do afterwards and also that it's something that's such a such a kind of good fit for your um for your background as well yeah and i think that the first year of athletics really or i mean of my mba really helped me figure that out because i came in thinking i was going to do real estate development and, and that was my main goal and i soon realized like what am i doing in this like i don't like this i don't enjoy this <laughs> this is my thing and uh, i think the reason for that was I, after retiring from sports, I, I really needed to take a step back from it and try other things. And I think that was my attempt to try other things. But I quickly realized that, you know, other things like that were not of my interest. And I was viewing it more for the money of it. And, and that's it. And yeah. it just soon became apparent, like, look, I, I belong in sports. I like working with athletes. I have a passion for this. I catch myself interested in it all the time. So why not pursue that? Sometimes you have to just kind of like come away from something to realize that actually it's the right kind of space for you or it, it is where you belong. Exactly. Yeah. And it just, I think it just took me a little bit of time to see like, you know, now that I'm out of the sport, I'm, I'm finally healthy and able to have a positive mindset towards it. It's, uh, it's, it's something I still want to be a part of. Great. Yeah. And so finally, what would your advice be for athletes um, like yourself who are maybe considering doing an MBA? Oh, go for it. If it's something of interest and you're contemplating and you don't know much about business, an MBA is a great, great way to quickly learn the business uh, side of the world if you, if you have no knowledge on it. Um, mm. It'll give you a heads up 
relative to every other athlete you're around and, and give you a good feel for what and help guide you in the direction you want to take your career outside of sports. I think it's, mm. it, would be, it would be difficult getting an MBA and doing your prospective sport. But if it's, if it's obtainable, go for it. Go for it. If you can manage that, 100% do it. And yeah. any tip as far as studying for the GMAT? In my eyes, it's, it's taking the, the attributes from sports of, of creating a goal, setting a plan, and then execution. Mm. And that execution comes down to the day-to-day. -day. And if you can perfect your day-to-day, -day, then you won't have to focus on the end goal because the end goal will happen. Mm, yeah, that kind of slow and steady wins the race. Exactly, exactly. And, and I think from a simple viewing perspective, having a day-to-day -day plan allows you to just focus on one thing at a time. And you don't have to have this big, huge goal that's, that's very daunting and intimidating. Whereas you can focus on the day-to-day -day and it's like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. Instead of thinking of the massive thing that you're trying to do. Yeah, it makes sense, actually. Like, I know for me, GMAT definitely felt like a kind of long-distance endurance event. So it's a good way to kind of look at it and, um, and to break it down into slightly less intimidating chunk chunks. Exactly. Exactly. You know, hearing Sam talk about um, what his kind of life was like as an athlete and how all of that preparation and work just comes down to one not even one day like one one hour kind of um it just it really brings it home how much resilience and like discipline and like mental strength you must need in that kind of situation absolutely when he when he said that i guess i guess you do when you watch athletes you do think there must be so much effort and and time going into the training but when you put it into perspective like that you know training's into eight and it comes down to six dives it's crazy but in some sense as he said i think it really does set you up for being for one a great student um but mm. also really focused and knowing as a business person that you can set goals and achieve them mm. yeah it must be it kind of feels like anything that you had to do after that could never be like as pressured as that kind of situation and if you know that you've handled that then it must feel like you can you can do anything absolutely <laughs> <laughs> so that's all for today's modern mba podcast i'm Kristen, and i'm marie if you like this episode, remember to hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts. You can get access to articles and more great content by visiting our website, themodernmba.co.uk, Facebook and LinkedIn under The Modern MBA, and on Twitter at MBA Modern. Until next time, bye! Bye!